0: Hello, and welcome to Everybody Loves Movies, a podcast where a couple of friends watch movies and talk about them. I'm your host, Graham Weed. And I'm Kana. Um, What are we watching today, Kana?
1: We are watching Coco.
0: Okay. Uh, I've not seen it. I've seen little bits and pieces, but probably no more than what you would have seen if you watched the trailer for it.
1: Well, you said you watched 15 minutes of it. Maybe. But we don't know which part of 15 minutes you watched of it. If it was like five minutes here, three minutes there. Can't count. So whatever minutes, another place.
0: Years ago, I came over to your house and it was on the TV. I sat there and talked to your mom for a few minutes while it was on. And then we left. Uh, So I remember there's a kid with a guitar. There's something Day of the Dead about it. And spirit world shit and that's about it
1: sounds correct
0: that's that's the about all i remember um uh, I, well i guess we should say we're recording this for day of the dead too
1: yes we are
0: this will come out day of the dead so in honor of that we're doing coco
1: yep <sighs> we should probably get to watching
0: Yep. well we'll watch and come back and hopefully i'll know more about the movie by the time we're done
1: Hopefully. Oh, and I guess, by the way, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. That should be obvious.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a Disney movie, so.
1: But, you know, it's on Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, they do have a tendency of taking things off for no apparent reason.
1: Yeah, so we have it right now.
0: Yep. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back when when you've finished. If you have seen it, then we'll see you back here in a few seconds. Yep. (laughs) See you then.
1: See you then and we are back from watching coco yay so that was a long journey
0: it wasn't too bad
1: though not as long as miguel's
0: no he had quite a night
1: He went from being dead to, well, being alive to possibly being dead to...
0: Well, he was alive, then dead-ish, then alive, then dead-ish, and getting more dead than-ish throughout the night.
1: Mm -hmm. And then alive again.
0: Yes. And then alive again. Thanks to the power of the Dorito.
1: You keep calling it a Dorito, (laughs) which is so horrible.
0: Well, they look like Doritos.
1: Yes, but they're marigold petals.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just so much more fun to call them Doritos because throughout I the know. movie, just seeing all that, it adds a little bit more humor to the movie, just thinking of I mean, them as Doritos.
1: I think there's plenty of humor, just the humor that you want.
0: <laughs> well, true. But I think part of the humor is to seeing the reaction you had every time I called them Doritos.
1: <laughs> <sighs> well, um, so as everyone knows, this is a movie that Disney made that is inspired by the Mexican holiday, Day of the Dead. We begin with the story of Imelda. Yes. Well, they don't name Imelda, but it's of a woman with her musician husband and a little girl. The husband leaves to make a grand career as a musician. He never came back home. And of course, Grandma Imelda, being the single mother she is, picked herself up by her bootstraps and lived on.
0: And cut out music entirely from her life.
1: Yes. She cut out music entirely from her life and starts a shoemaking business.
0: Yeah. She, she gets married, has kids. The kids carry on the business. The business grows and thrives and the entire family continues the no music tradition. Yes. Because, you know, in a village that has huge Day of the Dead ceremonies with musical competitions and you have delivery vehicles going by you have musicians walking down alleys to cut out music entirely it is a feat
1: it is a feat but i mean you can't control what other people do but i guess in a matriarchal in a matriarchal family you can control what your family does
0: yeah but she also tried like the guys walking down the street singing and playing accordions
1: I, no not Grandma Mel, not Grandma Melda. That was. Well, no, um, I'm just saying,
0: it's just to keep that going for that long.
1: Yeah, no, that was Grandma. Oh, I really hope I don't butcher her name. Oh, they just called it Abuelita. Okay, I thought they named her
0: actually, huh? Uh oh yeah, because the grandmother or yeah, Coco just called her Mija.
1: Yeah, Coco called her Miha. Yeah. Oh, Elena? I think it was Elena, wasn't it?
0: Possibly.
1: This is how much we, we actually like,
0: well, she, she didn't, I mean, she came up, but not much and Abuelita would make sense from yeah, our from, main character. Cause that's his grandmother.
1: From from um, Miguel's point of view, because that is his yeah. grandmother.
0: The rest of the time we're with people that would even, wouldn't even know her. Mm-hmm. So there would be no need for her name to come up then either.
1: Yeah. Well, we have this whole family named the last name the Riveras who don't listen to music. They make shoes. And, but we have one kid who is Imelda's great great grandson, Miguel, who surprisingly enough loves music.
0: Yeah. Cause, you know, eventually you're gonna run into one of them.
1: I mean, eventually you're gonna run into someone who wants to play music, because apparently being a musician is in your blood. Yeah. From there, we get introduced to Miguel and like some of his family, mainly Mama Coco, who he spends mm-hmm. most of his time with.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a cute little montage of him telling her stories and talking to her and everything.
1: Dimple, no dimple.
0: Yeah, I I used to run like this. Now I run like that. It's much faster.
1: Very very kid like. Yes. Very yeah. Very very kid like.
0: Uh huh. That's what I was thinking when watching it. It's like this so much feels like just a high energy kid trying to spend time with a very low energy grandparent.
1: (laughs) A very low energy grandparent that so much so they don't care what the kid does.
0: (laughs) If they even know the kid's there. (laughs) And sadly could even remember who the kid is.
1: Yeah, that was the big thing. It's like, you could tell that she may have not all been there but i mean grandma melda was pretty old so
0: yeah well he he even said that she forgets things sometimes mm-hmm. when she calls him by the wrong name
1: yes after miguel's introduction he very enthusiastically goes to um the center of town i believe mhm he's going to polish everyone's shoes
0: yep And I was waiting for his shoeshine box to, like, where he could unfold it and transform it into a guitar.
1: I mean, without Crafty, this kid is, I wouldn't be shocked if he did.
0: No. And sadly, he played a bunch of toys and things on a table like they were instruments. He played skeletons like they were instruments. He had a lot of fun going through town, but never turned his shoeshine box into a guitar.
1: Yes. I think we also get introduced to Dante. the mighty Jolo dog
0: he uh is introduced to us as just a street dog in a garbage can
1: yeah who follows miguel around because
0: he feeds him
1: yep which is very typical of any stray animal
0: yep and he ends up getting in trouble for feeding the street dog
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah after abuelita finds him shining the shoe of a mariachi guy who offered to give miguel his guitar for a second to play in No, no, no. That can't happen. Nope. That'll ruin your life.
0: Cannot have music in this family.
1: Nope, because it ruins lives. Yep. I mean, it's kind of not that far off, but...
0: Well, there have been a lot of musicians that have had their lives ruined by it, and there have been a lot of musicians' families. Their lives have been kind of ruined by it. But at the same time, I'm not going to say music ruins lives.
1: It's more the people in music ruin your life sometimes
0: there is a price to pay for being involved in the the business but the same could be like for actors it's the same thing
1: yeah i mean any kind of art yeah sometimes the price you pay is you have to suffer for your art yep it shouldn't be like that but sometimes it's Basically, as we go through the movie, we figure out Miguel secretly idolizes the um, dead musician Ernesto de la Cruz, who dies in the funniest way, I think.
0: Uh, He had a Taco Bell attack.
1: Yeah, you can say that. (laughs) (laughs) He gets killed by a giant bell, but he's this big musician that Miguel idolizes and a lot of people actually in the town idolizes as well. He has actually a very big crypt dedicated to him.
0: Yeah, it is pretty big.
1: We see that this movie shows us that it's Day of the Dead. We see, I believe, Abelita shows Miguel the ofrenda, mm-hmm. which is the... yeah.
0: Well, that is um, he, he. They get back, and he's he sneaks away to um, to his little hidey hole and see his shrine to. <laughs> his guitar god and he paints his own guitar to, to mimic it and then goes and hides it under that table. Is yes. Is that when she's showing it to him or explaining yeah. it to him? Yeah. Or is, that, is this after that? I can't remember if, because we're in that room a few times. So I can't yeah, remember we were in that room if she takes him and tells him all that and then he's trying to sneak away. Yeah, because he, he sneaks away eventually. And that's to, when um, he goes play in the that, competition. Then, Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he wants to play in the competition. Yes, because we were, joke, I, we were joking about coming out. I was just like, I'm a musician. And we divulged into humor about how coming out is kind of like Miguel coming out being a musician. He, I mean, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was treated the same way when he revealed it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of like, no, you don't mean it. And that's not who you are. And a lot of family telling him you're not going to do that because you're in this family.
1: Yes. Well, we didn't discuss that. Um, Miguel, when he was trying to look for his, get his guitar, Dante, the mighty Jolo dog was eating the offerings on the ofrenda.
0: Yeah, that didn't help.
1: How did Dante get up there is my question.
0: It's not that high.
1: It's not. But how did he get up that high without notifying anyone?
0: Street dogs tend to be a lot quieter than a house dog. because true. They know they kind of have to sneak food away.
1: Oh, is that why my dog is so fucking loud?
0: Probably, but she can also put the tongue back in her mouth. True. Dante's tongue wasn't in his mouth, I don't think it, at all.
1: It's perpetually hanging out. Yeah, of his I mouth. don't
0: think Dante has teeth.
1: I don't think Dante has teeth either, <laughs> or he has like very little teeth. Yeah. But anyways, um, we're Dante, way off topic. Yeah, Dante ends up like on the table. Miguel's like, oh no, he's in here. He tries to pull Dante off. Who grabs the tablecloth of the ofrenda? Yeah. Basically, almost pulls off the tablecloth. But let's go in time that only the topmost photo that has mommy Melda, Coco, and this, and another
0: the headless body of Melda's husband, husband who Coco's, left Coco's dad,
1: who left the family. Yeah, and caused this whole story to start. Yeah. Um, but
0: they don't want to remember him because he left, so they ripped the head off the picture.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure that's probably Yumel. Maybe well, he tore off the picture.
0: Possibly.
1: I mean, possibly. But still, it's could have been someone it's else. They
0: don't want to remember, so tear the head off.
1: Yes, it falls to the ground. It the um, frame smashes. Miguel, in his panic, picks it up, but he takes the photo out and he discovers the hidden section of the photograph that showed that his great-great-grandfather had the same... um, No, that he's holding the same guitar as the um, that Ernesto Rivera. I'm so sorry, everyone. Ernesto de la Cruz had.
0: The the guitar is the same, so it it has to be him.
1: It has to be Ernesto de la Cruz. No other
0: choice. It has to be him.
1: So he excitedly runs to his family, which he announced on the rooftop for everyone in the vicinity to hear. I'm Ernesto coming la- out
0: as a musician.
1: Yes. <laughs> and the Ernesto de la Cruz is his gra- great oh, yeah, grandfather. <laughs> the more important part, though, I'm going to be a musician. <laughs>
0: yeah, It's in my blood. It's who I am. Don't try yes. and change me. I am a musician. Yes. Yes.
1: Miguel has a great coming out, and um, it didn't go well. No. The whole family finds his stash of musician-related stuff, mm-hmm. and as well as the guitar. Yep. Yeah. They um, chide, chide him for even listening to music at all. Yeah. Miguel tries to show them like, hey, I have some talent here. Please, you have to understand me. God, this really sounds does sound like coming out of closet kind of story. Uh-huh. Um,
0: and grandma goes ballistic.
1: And destroys his guitar. Mm-hmm. His handmade guitar that he made himself, which I'm so shocked again that. Well, did he I make it or did he
0: just paint it?
1: I think he made it. Because if I remember correctly, when I watched the movie, it's a guitar that's like built of bits and pieces.
0: Okay. Yeah. I didn't really get that close a look at it. It It's just, it's like, okay, he's painting it.
1: No, he made it himself. So that makes um, Abalita breaking it that much worse.
0: Mm -hmm. She is not a good person in this movie.
1: um, I think she's famously in the same category as the Encanto's grandmother. Haven't seen it. It's really good, but um, the kind of... I think there's one other person that they kind of put in the bad grandparents club where they're horrible grandparents to their grandkids and horrible parents to their children, kind of. So therefore, it's caused generational trauma.
0: Yeah. And it's it's not that she was a bad mother and grandmother. It was that she just wasn't a good mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I I know I completely contradicted myself there, but... <laughs> No, she, she was good. She treated them well. She she showed them love and everything. But at the same time, if you have any desires for music, then no. I will dash your dreams against the rocks if I have to. You're not going into music.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think that's where people are saying that she's not a good grandmother. because yeah. Or a good mother because, like, smashing someone's dreams is also not a good thing.
0: No. And so. she literally smashed his dreams right there.
1: So poor Miguel ends up running away from home. I don't know anyone who wouldn't after getting their one true love possession destroyed.
0: Well, didn't he run away because he was going to prove it to him and he was going to go and win the contest?
1: Yeah, that too. But like, what do you want to say?
0: Once I think I even said, like, yeah, after that, I don't blame him for running away.
1: Yeah. That's so. kind of
0: like, okay, I don't care about your dreams. I'm. This is what you're going to do. And just yeah. treating it like that was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would expect him to run away.
1: So, yeah. So, he ends up running to the same plaza that has the competition about to start.
0: Didn't they call it Mariachi Plaza?
1: I think they did call it Mariachi Plaza. But, yeah. So, yeah, he, goes to up. Because
0: he got in trouble. It wasn't that he was shining shoes. He wasn't supposed to be in Mariachi Plaza at all because that's where they went and played. Yeah. So, it's like go shine shoes, but you stay away from there.
1: Which, I mean, he had a good argument foot traffic Yep. but yeah he goes back to that same plaza and he's trying to find a guitar from anyone who will listen to him and no one has a spare guitar on their hands
0: nope um, no spare guitars for the kid and so what's a kid to do when there's no spare guitars around
1: get a guitar from your great-great-grandfather of course yep which just so happens to be Ernesto de la Cruz
0: hanging on a wall in his crypt.
1: I mean, he's a great-great-grandson, so it's
0: fine. Well, I mean, technically, he's the heir, and it would be his property?
1: Technically, um, but he ends up taking the guitar from the <laughs> crypt.
0: technically, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so technically, he takes the guitar from the its place, and yeah. I think he ends up falling off, right?
0: Well, he goes to jump up, and I noticed that the... The lid on the, I don't it wasn't a coffin. It was the tomb or whatever it was. The lid slid very easily for being this Mm -hmm. gigantic stone being nudged by a little kid.
1: I just realized he broke into that crypt too. Yeah. From a window. Uh
0: Uh-huh. He broke the window, went in, jumped up, took the guitar off the wall, and stepped back into a ring of Doritos, strummed it, Doritos flew in the air. Flashlights came on and said the guitar's gone. And then someone else talking about the window's broken over here. And he starts panicking. They come in and run right through him.
1: Yep. Thoroughly freaked out. He's trying to figure out what's going on. I think he runs out of the crypt.
0: Well, wouldn't you be freaking out?
1: I'd probably be too shocked to be fully freaking out. I do have a freeze kind of response sometimes. When
0: I love how... Every episode up until now it's been, oh no, I get the fuck out. It's well, like, <laughs> just right away, just run and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I'd probably just be. I wouldn't frozen. be able to
1: mental because <laughs> when it's like ghost or demons or a burglar, I know what that is. But me being me being um totally um like being oh, what was it?
0: <laughs> Non-corporeal?
1: Yeah. I, I think I'd be too shocked mentally to deal with it. It would take my brain time to like really truly catch Process. up with what's going on <laughs> that little hamster wheel would be working overtime
0: smoke coming out your ears all the mm-hmm. all that stuff
1: oh yeah i would have to reboot for a second too the little yeah. hamster wheel is connected it provides energy for the little computer that probably just like totally blew to smithereens
0: which i mean it's not something that you would expect so i could see how that would cause you to kind of just stuck there from him like what the fuck
1: then the computer would reboot because the hamster finally figured out how to rebuild it and then i'd start running because then i'd be screaming and running and be like what the fuck
0: which is pretty much what he did
1: Mm -hmm. and he bumps into a person which turns out to be a skeleton
0: well no he falls in was
1: no he runs into he
0: runs into a bunch of them first and then falls into a grave
1: which they scream miguel screams because Obviously, they're both very frightened of each other.
0: Yeah, and Miguel ends up she, He's thanking him. her, and she looks up, and he can see that it's a skeleton. He screams, which causes her to scream. Well, that and the fact that he's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're both freaked out. And I believe we've already found out, or is this when we find out Dante can see him, or is da- or that Dante's there with him?
1: Yeah, that's the problem with time that we find that Dante can see him too.
0: Because somehow Dante's now also deadish
1: I think Dante is just special
0: oh yeah Don- Dante <laughs> is special
1: absolutely I-,
0: I can agree with you right there Dante is special
1: absolutely well <laughs> anyways Miguel falls into a um grave or a grave plot
0: well that's wasn't that what I was just saying
1: I think you said that yeah, yeah but falls before into... that he bumps into someone yeah he falls into a grave plot and he gets pulled up by one of his many dead uncles <laughs> no yeah, he does because he says, "Are you okay, Mijo?" He gets pulled up by his uncles. One of his so uncles. he falls into a
0: grave twice.
1: No, once.
0: Because she pulls him up.
1: No, she pulls him up from the ground.
0: He falls into the grave. She reaches down into the grave because you see the long arm with the glove, and that pulls so. him out. And she's got that big hat on because he's he's laying down in the grave, so all Maybe? he can see is a shadow of this huge hat.
1: Maybe. I'm going to check now because I thought it was that he fell onto the ground. She pulled him up because he couldn't, the lights were on her.
0: No, they both scream and I think he stumbles back and might fall or something. And then the uncle comes and screams and and then was like, well, wait a minute. I know you. And then they start realizing that they all know each other.
1: Okay, you're right. He falls into a grave. Mm -hmm. He runs into one of his uncles who crumbles into a pile of bones. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't remember that part. Oh Well,
0: well I, I specifically remember that shot of him laying in the grave and looking up in that big hat. Yeah. And just that long arm coming down to help him up.
1: Yeah. So he freaks out because. Now watch she... that
0: not be the standout moment where I'm like, I specifically remember this.
1: <laughs> I know that's not going to be your standout moment. <laughs> <laughs> if that is, I'll be like, cool. <laughs> out of all the scenes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was a really cool shot, though.
1: It was a cool shot.
0: There was far better, but it was a cool shot.
1: Yeah, so that's when you figure out Dante can see him and interact with him, weirdly enough, and he runs away after seeing so many dead people again, and he ends up running into one of his dead uncles, who are very shocked to see him.
0: Well, I would be too.
1: Well, he's here, visiting somehow.
0: Uh Uh-huh, because oddly enough, he's still alive.
1: Oddly enough, just intangible? Is that the word intangible.
0: I think so.
1: Well, intangible to the living, but not the dead. Yeah. Yeah. So the family's just like, we'll solve this because we need to get you home. Oh yeah. So they take him back to the land of the dead. And um, that's
0: that's when they cross the amazing Dorito Bridge.
1: Where they cross the mari- <laughs> where they cross the Marigold Bridge, Marigold pedaled bridge, which
0: I'm so glad we're not in the same room. You'd be throwing shit at me by now
1: because it's very specific <laughs> what they are and it's important to the culture <laughs> I,
0: I realize realized that and <laughs> i'm sorry if i'm offending anybody but they look like doritos <laughs> and i just find it so funny that so much of it is like oh look at all like if you just saw it you didn't know it was flower petals or whatever like you just see them laying on the ground it looks like doritos on the ground And then they like pick them up and they're all triangular and shit. It's like they're holding Doritos.
1: They're not really triangular. They're like triangular. And and some of the shots, they're very
0: triangular.
1: I guess. But then
0: (laughs) then they show like close up shots of them and they're not. Yeah, they're not. But still, I mean, they have a little bit of curve to them. A lot of Doritos have a little bit of curve to them.
1: What Doritos are you eating?
0: Doritos aren't flat. Not all Doritos are flat.
1: What Doritos are you eating?
0: Haven't you ever had some that are like were curled up or anything?
1: Yeah, but not like That's
0: what I'm talking about.
1: No, not like how petals are. I've never had a Dorito that looks like a petal.
0: No, I didn't say it looked like a petal. I'm just saying that they're curved or like they're curled a little. Some of that's them curled a little.
1: That's not <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness. <laughs>
0: Now you know why I had a permanent bruise on my arm for so many years when I was in school with your mom.
1: I'm hoping I'm not going to butcher this too badly. It's Sempasuchil. So that's the fla- That's the, that's what they're called.
0: The marigold petals.
1: Yes, the marigold petals are called Sempasuchil. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> At I, least I, I called them the marigold petals instead of the Doritos.
1: It's fine if you call them the Doritos. <laughs> oh, I'm guess. sure I'll I call can. them
0: Doritos a few more times. I'm sure it's going to happen.
1: I'm not going to call them doritos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see, you're also a better person than I am.
1: I guess, but they're they they also can be called fro de Muerto, I guess, as well, but it, I think sambasuch is the actual term that they use in Mexico.
0: I have no idea.
1: But um but yeah, no, I will not be calling them doritos. <laughs> Cuz I've never had it it, it is me, it's Mainly based on the fact, too, that I've never had a Dorito that looks like a marigold petal.
0: Well, they didn't necessarily look like that all the time.
1: I've never had a Dorito. And I've never... They don't really look like that in the movie.
0: (laughs) When they're on the bridge and they have that wide shot of the bridge, you don't really see the petals very well. You just see a bunch of little bright orange triangular things.
1: Not Really, you see bright orange things, which at the same time you could just call them Cheetos.
0: Well, they look more triangular, and I've not had a triangular Cheeto, but I've had triangular Doritos.
1: From far away, you can't see the what they look like, so So would you prefer me
0: to call them Cheetos?
1: No. (laughs) I feel like I'm in the scene where I don't remember what it is, but it's a TikTok thing, and basically, this guy is telling this lady that she is stepping on it like his petunias or something and she's like they're marigolds and he's like and i guess it was two men and one of the guys says oh my god they are marigolds and the other guy who was saying like you're stepping on my petunias he's like i may not know my flowers but i know a bitch when i see one
0: is that your way of saying let's get the fuck on with this (laughs) (laughs) kind of
1: (laughs) anywho they end up crossing the um the bridge and they get to what i can only describe as the oh what's the place that they check you what what are the people who check you at the airport tsa tsa TSA? yeah the tsa of the of the dead
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty much like border control um or like airport security that kind of shit
1: yeah and we see that they're having problem with one certain person
0: yes that may have identity issues
1: well, I mean, he thought he was Frida for a minute. Yeah. And his real name's Hector. Yes. But I'm sure the TSA of the dead will help him.
0: They made sure to find out who he was. Mm-hmm. And made sure that he could not cross.
1: And that he,
0: <laughs> he, he can't had to cross. Get a, He had to get across the bridge that night. And they said, nope, because well, no one's got your picture up. And you ain't allowed if they don't got your picture up.
1: If you're not a little friend, you cannot go. Yep. <laughs> um, so
0: he's been defriended.
1: <laughs> he's been de- <laughs> defriended. Goodness. They go into what I can only describe as being the airport of the dead because there was yeah, a whole bunch of people.
0: It's like airport security.
1: Yeah, and um, they go to find Grandma Mama Imelda because Mama Imelda is the only one who can possibly solve this issue with Miguel. Yeah. And we get introduced to Mommy Melda beating the shit out of the computer and oh, calling yeah. it a double machine,
0: yeah, because she was complaining that no one had her picture up. And it's like, how what do you mean? No one's got my picture up every year that her picture's been up. It had to have been a mistake from her demon box
1: mm-hmm. and then from there, they get called into an office. Um, they discover that. Miguel stealing Ernesto's guitar caused him to be cursed because you don't steal from the dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't steal from the dead, which you should already know.
1: Which, again, technically he wasn't stealing because he is the great-great-grandson of Ernesto. He's
0: the great-great-grandson. yeah, but you know what else? He stole food. Is that why Dante's there? Because he ate the food. He stole food from them.
1: Maybe. That would be kind of funny that... The guy who was in the office who told him that Miguel stole the guitar so he can't go back if it wasn't really because he stole that one piece of like chicken (laughs) earlier because he wanted to get Dante away from him. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be kind of funny.
0: Before he went there to get the guitar, Dante was stealing the food from Miguel's house. That's true. So maybe that's how he could cross back and forth. And they find out that in order to get back somebody in the family had to look at the live person while holding a Dorito and say, I give you my blessing and you can return. Yes. And then hand the Dorito to you or hit you with it or whatever. You have to then touch it and then you go poof in a cloud of Doritos back to where you came from.
1: Yes. So, of course, Mame Melda being the matriarch of the family is the one who offers him the blessing to return back home with a condition that he <laughs> abandons being a musician. musician yep. and miguel fights against that at first but ends up taking the um simple uh, simple and ends up taking the guitar five seconds after coming back yeah. and ends up right back in the land of the dead
0: yeah and they hadn't even gotten out of the room yet Yes. he He's right back in the office. The rest of them hadn't even left the room, and he's already broken that promise. hmm And? But you know what? He didn't say okie-dokie. <sighs> so mean, you know he was going to break it.
1: He can't be held accountable, I guess, yeah. if he didn't if say okie-dokie. If he would have said
0: okie-dokie, then he w- the movie would have been over.
1: Oh, yeah, he would have.
0: He wouldn't have stolen the guitar again. He would have given up music. He would have gone into to being a shoemaker. And, or uh, he would have died. Well, he probably would have killed himself out of depression because he had to give up music. Yeah, so. And his family didn't accept him for who he was.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> this is really sounding more and more like a coming out story.
1: <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Evel is thoroughly irritated. So is Miguel. And Miguel decides that Ernesto's blessing will be the one that he gets instead.
0: Well, he tries to get everybody else in the family to do it and nobody else will.
1: Yeah, but that's a small detail.
0: And then he realizes, "Hey, I know who is family.
1: I'm a musician and I have to get a musician's blessing." Yep. I think it was the line.
0: So, now it's time to hunt down great great grandpa. Um,
1: yes, and run away from my family. Again. The rest of my non-music my the rest of my musicating family and run to my grandfather my great-great-grandfather who was the the
0: living side of my family doesn't doesn't accept me maybe the dead side will. nope the dead side won't either well maybe the dead musician (laughs) yep now i have to find the dead musician that the rest of the family has cast out
1: yep and while he's running away from his family because he's like nope you're not going to stop me he runs into hector who we were introduced to a moment ago because he is still at the TSA, <laughs> TSA offices yep. getting lectured and ticketed Yep. because he was impersonating Frida Kahlo, but also wearing a fake uni, uni eyebrow.
0: Yeah. Cause he, you can't misuse the unibrow.
1: Maybe it's because he misused the unibrow while pretending to be Frida
0: Kahlo. Well, how could you pretend to be her without the unibrow though?
1: Miguel runs into Hector. Hector offers to help Miguel.
0: Yeah, he has to put my, put my photo up so I can be remembered, so I can come back, and I will take you to see your great-great-dead granddaddy.
1: Which, even as a kid, I'd be super suspicious of Hector. He sounds like a con man.
0: Yeah, but so far, he's the only one that has said, I can get you to see him. True. And the only one that's even shown any signs of having any connection to the person that you're trying to get to and it wasn't that you said you were trying to get there you overheard him saying that to somebody else true so it's not like he's trying to con you by telling you what you want to hear
1: very true i mean the stranger danger was strong in me when i was younger
0: well no it should have been strong in him too yeah but then again maybe it was strong in him i mean quite
1: possibly yes But that's for later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's not wrong. Um, (laughs) Hector masterfully paints Miguel's face into a skeleton.
0: Mm -hmm. So now he can appear dead.
1: So we can blend in, which I mean, given for what he was working with, which I think was shoe polish.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't I know the black one. Well, they probably both were. Because yeah, there's white there's, shoes too.
1: There's white shoe polish.
0: <laughs> yeah. you guess you got to have the polish to match the color of shoes. And if there's white shoes, you better have a white polish.
1: They first go to the place where the person where Hector got his Frida Kahlo cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, she proceeds to rag the hell out of him because she lost. He lost. <laughs> he lost her costume, and she needs to dress forty other Fridas. I believe.
0: Well, wasn't it Frida?
1: Yes, but I was guessing on the number.
0: No, what I mean is he went to Frida. It wasn't like somebody else or that he got a costume from. He actually went to Frida.
1: No, he went to a person who was making costumes for Frida.
0: Or, but he ended up at Frida afterwards.
1: Uh, Miguel did. Basically, oh, yeah, while... cause Miguel
0: went there and then Hector shows up later and they start making fun of him.
1: Yeah. Okay. While Hector was getting the third degree, Miguel is wandering off like any child would. Yeah. Because spatial awareness, time awareness, and safety awareness is lacking in this kid.
0: Well, that and he has a very serious time crunch he's working on.
1: That is very true. So he was looking for Ernesto, who is rumored to be practicing at this building where Frida Kahlo is. Yes. And he ends up running into Frida Kahlo. Mm Mm-hmm after seeing some weird spaces yeah cuz there was different artists in different spaces that were doing different things oh yeah one was technically painting a picture of a technically
0: naked skeleton i mean isn't that just a skeleton
1: i mean it wasn't wearing clothes isn't it technically naked in this world it's a classic dirty just dizzy joke that they get past because the kids will understand but the parents will have oh, a little yeah. haha moment you have moment. to have
0: something in there for the adults because if not they're going to get bored when they're sitting there watching it with the kids
1: oh because the parents have to have a little ha-ha moment we know what you don't know child
0: and then the kids ask and like you'll understand when you're older
1: or you could have annoying kids who are just like but i want to know now (laughs) and then you're stuck
0: and then you make up some other excuse or make up a story on what you were laughing about
1: yes
0: (laughs) and then years Um, later the kids watch and say my parents lied to me that's not what they were laughing about
1: which adds to their list of traumas
0: (laughs) And then they become traumatized because you laughed over a Disney movie and you didn't tell them the truth.
1: Yep. Trauma's added. <laughs> so,
0: parents, if you don't want to traumatize your kids when you laugh at a Disney movie, tell them why you're laughing. Even if it's embarrassing.
1: Or just make sure the kid doesn't see you laugh.
0: Just oh, yeah, that kinda, too. Th- that'll work. Just
1: kind of <laughs> smile at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Laugh internally.
1: LOL, internally.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so.
0: No, it would be L-I-S instead of LOL, laugh in silence.
1: I like that. <laughs> <laughs> laugh in silence. <laughs> oh, man. You're high and I'm tired. Jesus. <laughs> um. So, uh, Miguel ends up running to the famous Frida Kahlo, who is trying to figure out her performance.
0: With a giant guava.
1: No, it was a giant papaya.
0: Oh, yes, a giant papaya. I knew it was some kind of tropical fruit.
1: Yes, it was a giant papaya. Yeah, and actually, well, before that, Miguel and Frida introduce each other, and she goes on about the great Jolo dog that is Dante. Yeah, and she gives us the gives us the line that alhebríes take on many different forms and have mysterious power,
0: which is basically spirit animals.
1: Yes, and if I if I butchered that again, I think I said it right, but if I butcher that again, I apologize.
0: Which is why I'll be saying spirit animals. Because <laughs> I'm already saying Doritos. I'm only gonna piss so many people off.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, already. Yeah. Um, but Frida does ask Miguel's opinion. Miguel gives apparently pretty good musical advice that inspires Frida because she's doing a show where it is her climbing out of a papaya, climbing the papaya to a cactus, climbing up the cact, the cactus who is also her. Uh-huh who's feeding on the milk of the mother, but the milk are tears and every dancer is her.
0: It's all these dancers are climbing out of the papaya. Then it's revealed that all the dancers are her. Then they climb onto the cactus to drink the milk of the mother and drink the tears of the whatever. And then it turns out that the cactus that they're drinking from is also her. And then a thing comes up that would be the famous dead great 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 granddaddy and i was thinking that it was going to be revealed that that was also her but no it's just a dressed up watermelon
1: that would be kind of amazing if it was also her i'm not gonna I lie still to you i thought
0: that's what it was gonna be
1: i mean her message to the audience should be fairly obvious
0: i am everything yes oh <laughs>
1: frida <sighs> <Prieta Kahlo laughs> and North. Narcissist aside
0: <laughs> yeah and if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about go on to patreon and listen to the extended episode because there's no <laughs> way that's gonna end up going out
1: no <laughs> <laughs> um god anyways hector finds miguel and you find out how hector apparently died which they make fun of him that the other musicians that are there make fun of him that he yeah. died while eating chorizo
0: Yeah, he choked on chorizo, and he said, no, he got food poisoning, and asked what he ate, and he said chorizo.
1: And so he died eating chorizo.
0: Which would be a hell of a way to die, but at least tasty.
1: Um, Miguel and Hector end up finding out that there's a competition that if the person were to win, they end up getting an invitation to Ernesto's Day of the Dead party. Mm -hmm. And they end up going to see what that's all about.
0: Well, they also need a guitar. Yes. So they have to go and get one of those and end up on, it looked kind of like, um, oh, why can't I think of what it's called? But it, like, you see them a lot on like coastal villages where it's like a bunch of shacks out on the water with a bunch of like just piers that connecting them all.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And for the life of me, I can't remember what.
0: But that's kind of what it looked like.
1: Like a late town kind of feel yeah. to it.
0: So they're going there, everybody's talking to Hector, and Miguel's like, well, I thought you didn't have any family, and, and he's like, well, these aren't really my family, and that's when we learn that all the people there are people that have nobody left, or that have not nobody left, but have nobody that honors them on Day of the Dead.
1: Yeah, so we find out that people who don't have any families that put their pictures up, they tend to make families for themselves, Yep. which is kind of a nice thought. Yeah because well, even To though, an extent,
0: and then you find out more and it becomes a really sad thought.
1: Well, I'll, I'll mention what I'm thinking of after because it's in relation to what happens next. So Hector, who knows many, many people who borrow with a lot of things from other people, they go to... Um, oh, I wish I remember what this guy's name
0: was. Well, it wasn't Cheech. No, it was Cheech. They went was to see Cheech? Cheech, yes, because the, the guy at the security place when i heard his voice i was like that's cheech Mm -hmm. and there's no mistaking that voice and then later they went and met a guy named cheech and i was like it sucked they couldn't call cheech cheech yeah or they couldn't Um, they couldn't have cheech be someone named cheech
1: i guess that's unfortunate as well
0: but that's why i was saying with what happened to this guy that's why you couldn't have him be cheech because no one will ever forget him
1: yeah so they find cheech um he's laying in a hammock full of items i want to say trash but it could not be trash
0: it's things he's collected over the years
1: yeah things that he collects over the years hector asked asked him to um borrow his guitar and he says just like you borrowed a long list of things
0: including my femur which he never returned my femur
1: and hector's just like well about that and she ends up the only way i can describe it is glowing and convulsing
0: yeah, he kind of does a little shiver, and you see like this kind of Dorito-ish colored wave go across him.
1: I don't think it's really colored Dorito-ish. It's more golden. Okay. It's more of like golden to like the marigold color. We learn from Cheech that he is fading, I think. Yeah. And whoever Cheech's last living person or family member who is in the living is either dead or forgetting about him.
0: Well, if they were dead, then he would have already faded.
1: Yes, he would have already faded. Or they're dying. Yeah. Sorry. Either they're dying. Or somehow
0: they're forgetting about him.
1: Or they're somehow forgetting about him. And he demands that Hector plays him one last song. Mm -hmm. And if he plays him one last song, he will give him the guitar.
0: Yep. If you want to borrow it, you got to earn it.
1: Yep. Hector ends up playing one last song for Cheech.
0: A cleaned up version of it, though, because there's a kid present.
1: Yes, a very cleaned up version of it. They they made a very, very, um, (laughs) very...
0: It kind of was like a pub song, like a song a bunch of drunk guys get together and sing that you would not sing. Like, you don't sing this in mixed company type thing. Yeah. So, of course, you got to clean that up for the kid. Of course. Because it's Disney.
1: Yeah. Cheech is thankful for the last song and he takes off his hat, puts it on his chest and we sadly see him fade away.
0: Yeah. And it's like a cloud of Doritos floating away in the sky, isn't it?
1: I have no clue at this point. (laughs) You keep saying Doritos. (laughs) No, um, it's
0: like the, it's kind of like the, he turns into the petals and flies away into the sky. I thought he was,
1: turns into like, like golden dust or something.
0: Oh something, some golden shit, and it flew off into the air and disappeared.
1: We have a very somber moment. He te- Hector tells Miguel it's kind of called the final, it's called around there the final death. And we cut to not somberness. Yeah. We watch Miguel and Hector um, travel to, is it De La Cruz Plaza?
0: I think so. I think that's what they called it.
1: Um. Yeah, they travel to De La Cruz Plaza. On an interesting end- tram. I mean, everything's interesting in the um, Land of the Dead City. It's very oh, yeah. colorful, very... Um
0: it looks like... Like, if you take... You see pictures of, like, Times Square or how they show it for, like, China or Japan, like, the main squares with all the annoying bright-ass billboards and signs and all that shit up. Take all those bright in-your-face colors and put it on the floating houses in the Jetsons.
1: I can see where you would... They, yeah, I can see it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but if you can manage to put all those pieces together in your head, then you might be able to see where I'm going.
1: Yeah, it's based off of Gu- um, Guan- Guanajuato in Mexico. It's a um, municipal, municipal... Oh, God. It's a place in um, Mexico. It's like really, really... The buildings are like really, really colorful.
0: And these definitely are.
1: Not as colorful in Cocoa, but i i could have that's why i was like looking it up because i'm like i could have sworn it's based on something
0: yeah and if i remember those it's like every building is painted a different bright color and
1: yes it's it's like that
0: only these look like they're more up in the sky than that
1: yeah they're more up in the sky and they're way more brightly colored
0: oh yeah and hector is sitting on the rail of this tram as it's going through the sky mm-hmm. strumming the guitar.
1: Yeah, and we get like fantastic shots out of that. Mm-hmm. I have to say the environment in Coco, especially in the Land of the Dead is so phenomenal phenomenal. Yes. I remember they were talking about how long it took to actually um animate and structure the Land of the Dead because it was like very intensive. It's one of their most like intensive like landscape projects
0: oh i bet it took just the rendering time for it probably was outrageous
1: yeah because when you look at it it has so many it's not only that it's so colorful it has so many layers to it yeah and it looks like they animated little animations throughout the whole entire thing like it looked
0: yeah it wasn't like a map painting with some things moving in front it was like movement on every level
1: it looked like an alive city
0: yes and which it is looked like funny. an alive city of the dead
1: um we finally get to de la cruz plaza where we see a very voluptuous i can't even say voluptuous woman because she's a skeleton what do you call that
0: um a barrel chested
1: big boned
0: well no because the bones weren't big but the the rib cage was very round, kind of like barrel but chest.
1: But that's not the shape she really had. Oh, no,
0: that wasn't the shape she had.
1: <laughs> it, was small. it was borderline Jessica Rabbit-ish.
0: No, not I mean, to that extreme.
1: Not to that extreme, but like.
0: But it was like sexy tight dress on a skeleton.
1: On a skeleton, but skeleton yet with still a hairy... having the
0: same curves as if as she w- wasn't a with skeleton. Alive. Yeah
1: couldn't imagine if our bodies were actually built that way
0: <laughs> it was drawn like somebody's weird fetish dream and i mean you f- if you figure that all of these people still would be dressing and acting like they did when they were alive it makes
1: sense. but yet sense. now
0: they're skeletons
1: i guess it makes some sense but yeah like, it, it kind w- of
0: just ties that living to like the the living person to this th- now dead person it's like they're tied to
1: the dead person to their living memory kind of yeah let's go with that (laughs) okay (laughs) anyway i'm i'm glad we're i'm so happy that we're talking about her build instead of the crazy i think blue wig she was wearing because the the whole her whole look is her whole look from neck down is a whole lot crazier
0: (laughs) it was not marge simpson but it It was... was a tall blue wig that's for sure
1: it was turquoise, I want to say. Or electric bl- electric light blue.
0: Yeah, it was electric blue. I'll go with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, after she's announcing everything is starting, we get to see a couple of not great artists, in my opinion, play songs.
0: Yeah, there was some very bad ones. But I do like the fact that it wasn't like all of these are traditional like mariachi or whatever it was spanning generations yeah so there was different styles and things that, that would have been like this generation listened to more of this style of music or whatever
1: yeah then we cut to Hector and Miguel talking behind stage and Hector's like okay let's go are you ready to perform and um, Miguel is not
0: well he's a musician though right
1: well he will be after he sings in this competition sing sings well, in that competition. Well, wait
0: a I thought he was a music- musician. Wasn't that the whole point? He came out as a musician, didn't he?
1: Yeah, but you know, once he completes this completes this show, he's a musician. He's 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 in his pre-musician stage, but he's still musician musician because he's played for himself.
0: But wait a minute, he's not performed at all.
1: Nope, and that is Hector's gripe with him. Yep. Because how could one declare themselves a musician if they have not performed for anyone? Well,
0: I kind of see that, yet I kind of think there are plenty of people that I would oh, yeah. say are musicians that haven't played for other people.
1: Oh, yeah. There's plenty of people who are musicians who haven't played for other people. Yeah. But I feel like for the movie, the example of musicians that we see are mostly people who perform. Oh, yeah. So Hector is just like, okay, we're going to get you ready because um, a gal refuses to back down because he's like... I need to prove that I am Ernesto de la Cruz's grand yeah, great grandson. I don't just need
0: his blessing; I need to earn his blessing.
1: Yes, um, and Hector's like such a great sentiment at such a bad time.
0: Yes, because that is a very bad time to be like, oh, "Look, if I don't get back, I'm dead."
1: Yeah, it's if I don't do this, I'm not. I don't. I didn't earn his blessing. <laughs>
0: So if he doesn't go out and perform and win, then he doesn't get to go to the party so he can't meet his great-great-dead granddaddy to get his blessing to go back and be a musician. But since he's never performed before, that's a bit of an issue because usually people that have some performing experience are a little bit more comfortable on stage (laughs) and... Yeah, they usually have a better chance of winning.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, Hector tells him to, like, shake it all out and perform his best grito in front of him, which, shake it off, Miguel. Yep. And scream your best grito out. And um, he lets out a screech.
0: If you can call it that.
1: And Hector's just like, well, good luck. (laughs) It'll come to you.
0: Well, yeah, because he doesn't have time because he's being called up on stage.
1: Yep, he gets called up on stage as de la cruz jr i believe or something uh, like that d-
0: uh de la cruzito
1: yes de la cruzito which yes. is little little de la little de la cruz de la cruz jr yeah dare i say <laughs> um <laughs> so he goes up and at first he's super nervous and won't sing which i mean the same. crowd's not happy with it no and i'm kind of shocked because it's like give the kid a break it's a kid well.
0: But instead like usually, they want the singing dogs back.
1: It's kind of shocking that an audience like this, because most audience that I've seen that watch like kids perform, they're just like, go on, go on and you can do it. Yeah. I mean, they're like that after he gre- screams out his grito.
0: Yeah. I'd rather watch a singing dog than somebody stand up there and just bore me. So bring the singing dogs back. I, <laughs> I guess is the reasoning.
1: I guess. Um, I but- don't know.
0: They're kind of rude to him.
1: Yeah, they're kind of rude him, but he screams out his a very good grito and he starts his song, Un Poco Loco.
0: And everybody now suddenly is loving it.
1: Super supportive, loving yeah. it. Hector even joins him on stage.
0: Well, because Dante pulls him on stage.
1: Yes, because Dante knows best. Yep. That was a weird thing he's to say. He's special that way. Yes, he's special that way.
0: He's special that way and in many other ways.
1: Just like my pup. <laughs> um so they i believe they obviously win
0: i think they would have if he wouldn't have ran off
1: well yeah because the um performance the competition gets interrupted because the um very voluptuous lady but the voluptuous skeleton lady who's wearing a electric blue purple wig has the announcement that a alive human boy finished their song Yeah, they have finished their song. She didn't interrupt it, but I'm saying like she interrupted the competition.
0: Well, yeah, but they they finished the song. And as they finished, he saw his family in the crowd. So they started to take off. And as they're taking off, the lady comes up to make the announcement.
1: Yeah. And this is where Hector learns the truth that Miguel does have family who has been looking for him. And that Hector lied that not Hector, that Miguel lied (laughs) to him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Miguel's like, uh, who are you to talk? You've lied to me multiple times already.
1: I mean, Miguel, it's kind of the statement from the mouth of babes. Miguel's not lying. No. But um, I kind of get Hector in a bit ways because it's like life or death situation. Uh-huh. Odd to say, but yeah, but I mean, Miguel wasn't lying. So no. those two do go their separate ways. Yep. Um, We see the Miguel runs away and I believe Mama Emelda, corners him with Pepita
0: um I think so because he's running and yes Pepita comes up and cuts him off he takes off another direction Mama Melda shows up he goes down an alley and comes in like runs across a gate and squeezes through the gate while trying to run away from her and now they're on either side of the gate, yelling at each other. And she starts singing to him, which stops him in his tracks because she supposedly has taken music out of her life completely. Why she is she suddenly it. singing?
1: Yeah, because he assumes that she hates it. And she's like, no, I, I actually love music. I just, it's what ruined our lives. I had to take it out of our lives to continue on. Yep. Doesn't Miguel leave with saying like, you've already lived your life, lived your life. I want to live mine.
0: Um, something like that. And it's like, you've had your life. I want to live mine, but you'll never let me. Mm -hmm. And runs away.
1: With that tearful
0: exchange. Um, I mean, it is pretty intense.
1: Yeah. Because like, it would be hard to like, Except that, hey, you can't live your life the way you want to, but I live my life the way I, I wanted to. Yeah. The choices that I made in my life.
0: Let me be who I am. Let me choose what I want. Just because you don't want that for yourself doesn't mean I can't have it for me.
1: I know you keep saying this is like a coming out of the closet story.
0: You started that, though.
1: I mean, I did start it, but I mean, it's kind And once you put hard... that
0: thought into my head, I'm seeing it more and more as we're going through the movie. <laughs> So you started this shit show of weirdness that's going on in my brain.
1: I apologize. I mean, it's not that far off. Okay, so yeah, Miguel basically is like, well, he's trying to sneak into um, Ernesto's part, Day of the Dead party, which he fantastically thinks of the plan of, let me go up to the security guard and say, I'm Ernesto's great, great grandson.
0: Well, I mean, wouldn't you?
1: Well, it's kind of the guitar situation. Yeah, I'm his great-great-grandson, but... Um,
0: well, you probably wouldn't, because you might say like great-great-granddaughter.
1: Well, yeah, I would say great-great-granddaughter. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's kind of like saying, I stole this piece of artwork, but my great-great-grandfather made it. But he technically <laughs> donated it to the uh, museum, so I have no legal right to it.
0: Well, yeah, but he didn't have that guitar with him.
1: Yeah, no, he didn't have the guitar so with him. So he couldn't him, but even like,
0: have the guitar as proof.
1: It's just kind of funny that he's sitting there like, yeah, no, I'm the great-great-grandson and smiles this weird smile <laughs> Yeah, at the security guard. <laughs> I
0: mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it was a dumb choice. I'm saying that with what he had to go with, why not play that card? You never know.
1: It would have been funny if it worked, but I would have been like, mm. <laughs>
0: Maybe he should have done the unibrow thing and claimed to be Frida.
1: I think he's too short.
0: Well, yeah, but you know, at, at least it would it work, would work for as well.
1: It would at least work as well as the great great grandson idea.
0: It it might get a laugh from the security guard,
1: mm-hmm. which is more than he got with the other one. So
0: yeah, with the other well, one, he just got thrown out, and his guitar slid across the floor through the crowd at him.
1: Yep, and he ends up sliding and getting thrown conveniently within the radius of the mariachi group who went before him.
0: Well, he, he in the gets competition. thrown to the back of the crowd, and he looks across and sees the mariachi. Is it a mariachi group? Is that mariachi?
1: They're technically a mariachi group, I think. The way that they're dressed and everything, they are technically they look like a mariachi group.
0: It was kind of like a a more modern one. band more, That's though. That's
1: true. It's hard to describe what they are.
0: It was like the walking bass drum. There was the sousaphone. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, there was, it was brass and percussion. I don't remember any string instruments. I mean, there might've been one, but they were more oompa than anything else.
1: It could have been, but I mean, I guess I'll say band.
0: He saw another group that performed right before him. Mm -hmm. and they did very well and he went up and said yeah you guys did great they said oh it's you you did amazing why'd you leave and he says can you do me a favor
1: which they end up doing surprisingly at the risk of not getting into the party yeah Miguel hides in one of their tubas and they get on the trolley I want to say
0: yeah it's some kind of
1: train Train, trolley
0: tram trolley something
1: you know something and they end up riding it up to Ernesto's mansion
0: Big huge fucking house
1: I mean he is famous so
0: everybody loves him Mm -hmm. well almost everybody
1: almost everyone well Miguel gets there and he's trying to get Ernesto's attention but it's just not working there's so many people so what's the best way to get a musician's attention
0: um well in normal circumstances i would say not by walking through the crowd singing one of their songs
1: well it does work anyway
0: (laughs) well that's what i said in normal circumstances
1: he does walk into a pool so yep and miguel does have a very nice voice so maybe that's why too
0: well you got to have an excuse for him to sing It's a Disney movie. You got to come up with an excuse for them to sing.
1: Any excuse for them to sing. Any excuse for them to have a very intense emotional moment, Mm -hmm. and then and then possibly
0: kill one of your characters.
1: Possibly kill a parental figure. Let's not say one of our characters. A parental figure. Well, I
0: mean, Miguel could have drowned.
1: I mean, they don't really usually kill off the main character. They usually kill off.
0: Possibly kill one of your characters.
1: Pseudo kill one of their characters. Think about this
0: though. Can any of them drown? No. So why would any of them jumped in to save him?
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So why did he get pulled out by his dead great great granddaddy?
1: Because his dead great great granddaddy just had this intuition that that is his great great grandson who's visited him from the land of the living.
0: Except he doesn't realize that it's the living boy until he pulls him out of the water and sees all the shoe polish has now washed off his face.
1: A grandparent's intuition.
0: Okay. I'm going to say this is the, it was convenient for the plot time.
1: Movie magic.
0: Yep. (laughs) So um,
1: Miguel gets saved by Ernesto from drowning. Ernesto's like, what are you doing here? You're the live kid that everyone's talking about. Yeah. And Miguel's like, well, I'm here because you're my great, great grandfather. And Ernesto accepts that 100%. (laughs) Yep. No he, question about who yeah. your mother, who your grandma, who your great-great-grandmother is, who your great-grandmother is. No question about yep. who the family's last name is. Just Miguel, you're my great-great-grandson.
0: Yep. Which makes you think that without questioning any, questioning any of that, there must have been quite a few women as he was traveling around playing music.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking about before, like, the whole plot of this movie was real. I'm like, how many women would you have to, like, sleep with that? You're just like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. I mean, even if it was, like, he got married and had a kid and he was faithful at everything... Even then, like, I have a great-great-grandson. I could see how that could be surprising, Mm -hmm. especially since he doesn't really worry about crossing the Dorito Bridge at all because he has that huge party there. Everybody remembers him anyway because Mm -hmm. he was such a huge celebrity. He he doesn't have to worry about coming across the bridge. Everybody leaves tons of food and shit for him because the place loved him.
1: Oh, yeah. We get a montage of um ernesto introducing miguel to everyone saying this is my grandson my great great grandson
0: yep as they're playing polo as they're what all are they doing i know there was there was polo
1: polo i know there was like dimple no dimple yeah they were watching the movie that a movie that ernesto started saying they were acting out a scene yeah Um, and it
0: was the whole poisoning scene
1: yes Um, And, yeah, it was just them hanging out. And then we cut to them walking through Ernesto's giant room of his gifts from his fans.
0: Yeah, all the food and other things that were left by all the people that adored him so much.
1: Yep. And he's walking with Miguel and his four chihuahuas, chihuahuas that are his ah ah alebrijes that are chihuahuas. Ernesto is talking to Miguel. And Miguel's like, I need to go home. And Miguel says that he needs to go home. Ernesto's like, oh, yes. uh, Yeah, you need to go home. And it's like, well, I can't wait until you're, the day you die to see you again. Yeah, he
0: goes and gets a Dorito off the...
1: The Simpasuchil.
0: He goes and get that gets that off of the the post at the end of the stairs or something. He gets it off yes. of something and he goes over to him and does the whole, you have my blessing and hope you die soon. And then it's like, oh, you know what I mean?
1: The pedal doesn't light up, and every time that Imelda has given his blessing, by the time she says blessing, the petal has lit up.
0: Yeah, she'll say, "Give you my blessing," and it starts to light up. He says and it, and nothing is nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: that's when we get the biggest foreshadow, and then we see Hector come out of nowhere, which is that the biggest it. foreshadow? I think it was
0: okay. I'm not going well, to question it. I was just wondering.
1: Eh, okay, um, we see Hector <laughs> snuck into well beforehand. We didn't mention that Hector snuck into the party dressed as Frida Kahlo, mm-hmm. and it worked.
0: See, said I. I said it would work for somebody.
1: I think he's the same height as Frida Kahlo.
0: Well, yeah, it, it does help that he's closer to the to the right size. But yes. Like I said, it it would work for somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it worked for somebody. And it worked for him. Yep. So Hector... Even we see with Hector, his
0: unibrow falling off.
1: Slightly falling off. So we see Hector um, confront Miguel and Ernesto. Because um, Hector is imploring Miguel to put up his photo. We get the truth that H- Ernesto and Hector once performed together. Yep. Um, and through the power of a movie just happenstance playing this...
0: No, it's well, yes, it's playing at the time, but it's the one that they were yes, reenacting. And when you Which, said was this, was that or when I said was that the biggest foreshadow? I was kind of thinking that might be. Yeah. Because it's the whole poisoning scene mm-hmm. and Hector says something and it's like, "Well, wait a minute. Did he say that?"
1: Yeah, because Hector says that Miguel <laughs> God damn it. Hector <laughs> says that Ernesto told him that I would move heaven and earth for you, my friend, or something like that. Something like that. Which is the same quote that the bad guy who poisons Ernesto's character, the good guy, yep. in the movie.
0: And then Miguel puts two and two together.
1: Miguel puts, yeah, Miguel girl bosses that shit and puts two and two together mm-hmm. and finds out that Ernesto killed him that night. Yep. Ernesto killed him that night because. Um, Hector wanted to leave and go back home. Ernesto couldn't have that. Nope. So but he- But why couldn't his... he have it
0: though? I mean, it's just somebody going back home, right?
1: Nope. Hector is the one who played the guitar and sang it song and made the songs.
0: So he wrote the songs. He played the guitar- and he wants to go home, but Ernesto wants to have a career. Something's not going to work right when y- your songwriter and guitar player is trying to leave you and you want to have a career singing songs.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the obvious choice is to poison and take their songs in, and guitar and um, pawn them as your own. Okay. Yep. Makes logical sense to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, logical next step, I guess.
1: I mean, he took, He what did he say throughout the movie? He, um.
0: Seize the moment.
1: Yeah. He was seizing his moment.
0: That. It comes up quite a bit in this movie. Got to seize so, the moment.
1: Yes. So, um, with the truth revealed, Ernesto seizes um, Hector's photo mm-hmm. and has Hector thrown into. Oh well, we just see Hector getting taken away from the scene, and then we see well, that he Ernesto. Ha-
0: he has the photo. He hasn't really seized it, but he has Hector taken away and mm-hmm. dealt with. Yes. And then
1: his poor friend is acting crazy.
0: Yeah. And then Miguel's wanting to go. And that's when it's like, oh, let me take this picture and just keep it for me. Mm-hmm. And then goes through the whole, you know, you want to go. But my reputation is very important to me.
1: And, you know, I'm not a bad guy. Right. In your eyes.
0: You no, no. I'm your hero. I'm your
1: great, great <laughs> grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. And Miguel's like, eh, yeah, sure. I'm in danger.
0: But it's too late because now he is also being hauled off by security to be dealt with because his stay is going to be extended. Courtesy of dead great great granddaddy.
1: Yes. Yeah, so
0: great great granddaddy.
1: I guess they're thrown into a cenote hole, apparently. That's what that's
0: called. It was a beautiful shot.
1: Oh, fantastic wow. shot. And actually, I'm looking at what they actually are. They're amazing to look yes. at. Yes,
0: I like the ones that have the, like, the little island with the trees and shit in them.
1: Yeah, so yeah. they're thrown into a cenote hole. Cenote hole and if I'm saying that, wrong. someone please correct me. Um, but <laughs> they get thrown into that hole. And we find out that Hector was thrown in the same hole. Mm-hmm. And
0: and he's kind of having some issues.
1: Yeah, he's convulsing and having the same golden hue light up on his symbols in um
0: on his symbols.
1: Yeah, the uh, things that light up on some of their some of their body parts and the when they're like fading. It's oh, I thought it was just their...
0: kind of going like all over the body. I didn't really notice. It goes so all like over the body, but you can the... see
1: them mostly on the symbols on their head too when oh, okay. it lights up on their face. But you're right, Um, his body lights up, he convulses, and we find out that he's fading as well. He's being forgotten. He's being forgotten by the one last person who remembers him.
0: And he'll never be able to go and see his daughter, Coco.
1: And um, Miguel has a realization when he hears the name, he's like, Coco? And we get a short scene of Hector telling Miguel he used to sing for his daughter Mm. and stuff like that. And,
0: And it's a really beautiful scene with him singing to his daughter
1: yeah a younger a lot and an alive younger him singing to his coco as a little girl yeah
0: and his infant daughter
1: Mm -hmm. and he's singing remember me which is a song that um ernesto got famous off of yep or one of the songs that he got famous off of and that's when um miguel miguel realizes that hector is his great great grandfather yeah, granddaddy.
0: Oh, granddaddy. Um, huh. Granddaddy.
1: Did you say diddy? Daddy. Diddy? Daddy.
0: D e a d y. Granddaddy. Interesting. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, explain why you didn't catch it the few times I've said it.
1: Yeah, and they celebrate with the great, great yell and their. St- saying how happy and proud they are to be related to each other, which, again, another amazing scene to me. They both scream like a big grito, and it's, like, kind of cool to watch them.
0: And knowing, like, what actually happened and knowing the real... Truth behind the song and, and everything else. I can completely understand why the all the other shit and the lies Hector's told and everything. I can completely understand forgetting that. It's like you oh, are yeah. not the who I, the person I thought you are. You were doing this for a reason. And all of a sudden, he could see the reasoning behind hector's motives so much clearer
1: oh yeah and given miguel is excited to find that one connection the one link that gives him the reason why he loves music like music is so deeply ingrained into himself yeah and and m- he's also very very relieved that he's not related to a murderer.
0: yes i was gonna say because it's not like he didn't already have that reason because ernesto <laughs> but now it's He's not related to Ernesto, the evil killing bastard.
1: I mean, I'd be like, Whoo, dodged a bullet there.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: D- didn't want to have murder's blood in my veins. <laughs> dodged the bullet there. Yeah. What if that runs through the family?
0: And you might be thinking, oh, great. All they have to do now is pull out a Dorito and get Hector to say, you have my blessing. But Hector has no Doritos.
1: Hector has no Sampasuchus. He had, doesn't have the photo, and Miguel doesn't have his photo. Nope. But no need to fear, Pepita is here.
0: Dante shows up. Well, yeah. And he gets all excited because Dante's there.
1: Which I would be like, it's it's great that you're here, Dante, but um, you can't fly.
0: Nope, but maybe Dante can go get help.
1: Well, I'd be very much like, you did so good finding this boy, but I know you're kind of dumb. <laughs> I love you, but you're kind of dumb.
0: But before he has a chance to get that through his head, he, he's treated with another visitor.
1: Yes. No need to fear. No need to fear. Pepita is here.
0: Exactly.
1: We see Pepita and all her glory land with Mama Imelda on her back and they get saved out of the... Um,
0: They're flown out of the hole.
1: There is a note hole.
0: And they fly quite a ways away. They go like... All the way across back into town. the city. Yeah. Yeah,
1: back into the city.
0: And they get to there, and then we're like, oh, but I can't because they're gonna send them back. He's like, but I can't leave yet. I still have to get the picture. It's like, why couldn't you have said that before you took this long ass trip?
1: That's very true. Which we get a heartfelt moment of Miguel revealing the truth of why. Hector didn't come home. Imelda doesn't really care.
0: No, it's like oh, that he you, was killed. You mean you were trying to come back to us and somebody killed you? That's why you never came home. Oh, I don't care because you still left me alone with the with a baby.
1: It's, I mean, again, I as I told you in the movie, I kind of get it—a single mother who's had to raise her kid on her own—and he left in the first place.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but and given at the, she, at the same time, you don't know if he would have come back at all.
1: Oh, yeah. It's Mike, I think the thing is, is like she lived a lifetime without him and mm-hmm. then she lived plenty more lifetimes without him. Uh-huh. So one does not forget those kind of bitter feelings in no. well, one would not forget those kind of bitter bitter feelings in five seconds, but this is a Disney film.
0: Well, it does so, take her longer than five seconds.
1: Given that's Maybe 15, a record.
0: but it takes her longer than ten, longer than five.
1: And that's a Disney, That's a record for Disney. It took a whole scene for her to forgive him.
0: Yeah. But even then, it was still kind of questionable.
1: Yeah. I guess I'll give them that. But anyways, after everything is revealed, the family comes up with a plan to get Hector's picture back so it can be put on the other frienda. Um So that
0: way he doesn't fade. He can be remembered.
1: Yep. And they end up going to Ernesto's concert.
0: Well, where else would you go? That's where the picture is, right?
1: Yep. It's with Ernesto, that slimy, slimy, slimy son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) So now they're all dressed as Frida.
1: With their magnificent Frida Kahlo costume, disguise, they enter the backstage of Ernesto's concert? Yes. Area?
0: Yeah. Um, They're backstage getting undressed-ish. They're taking the costumes off they have over the top of their other clothes.
1: And we see... Somehow uh Dante flying out of one, not even flying, falling out of one's skirt. Yeah,
0: he kind so of So did he just... like
1: kind of float in the skirt while she was walking? Why well, does this bother me more than anything else in the film?
0: Was he hiding in the skeleton? Like up inside <laughs> like the ribcage area.
1: I don't think her ribcage was big enough to do that.
0: He's a small dog in that sense.
1: He's not though. I mean
0: But now I... he's magical.
1: That's what I was thinking Al- Algebrigas, um, Algebrigas can like change shape So it wouldn't shock me If he's like oh I need to get smaller
0: He just wanted to get up in there uh,
1: Get up and where There's nothing there
0: <laughs> There had to have been something there He was in it
1: I mean dogs do like bones
0: and He was very much like a dog with a bone
1: <laughs> Anyway bad jokes aside I apologize everyone um, they But that's up- all
0: I know I don't have any good ones. Just all bad ones.
1: <laughs> they basically infiltrate his, his backstage and they are talking as they're planning and they turn a corner and guess who turns the corner at the same time?
0: Johnny Cash.
1: No, Nessa oh. De La Cruz. Okay. And everyone shocked.
0: You guess, so I thought maybe... Yeah.
1: But anyways, um, they run into Ernesto, <laughs> Ernesto and email the immediately takes off her shoe, which is impressive feat for I, because I believe she was wearing boots.
0: I thought her foot was still in it. I thought oh. she just grabbed her whole foot.
1: That would make so much more sense. And so much more convenient.
0: Yeah, a lot more convenient, because you don't have to worry about...
1: Unlacing the shoe. Yeah. she Yeah, she hits him and screams, that's for killing the love of my life. Hector the hope of a thousand stars
0: well it's like that's for killing the love of my life and her natural's like who and then hector comes around the corner and she's talking about me and he's like love your life and she's like i'll shut up or something or i don't know yet some shit like that and she says something else (laughs) and her natural's like who and then
1: he's she's like that's for killing my my that's for trying to kill my grandson yeah
0: so he says who, and guess who comes around the corner? Miguel! Not Johnny Cash.
1: Not Johnny Cash. Miguel, <laughs> who was like, that's me.
0: Yep. And Ernesto's shocked because how did he get here?
1: Oh, did any of them get there? Because the whole family comes around the corner and gives him the biggest stink I've ever seen. And- oh, yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> smiles nervously. And
0: Melda's like, the picture. One of those things you don't do, like, whole announce your plan. Like, if you're trying to sneak up on somebody, you don't yell as you're trying to sneak up on them.
1: Nope. And uh, Ernesto, again, get, again I skipped a part, but gives that nervous kind of laugh and Hightail's it out of there.
0: Because he's way outnumbered.
1: Yep, and he says I use them to his guards, which I don't even know why he said that. He might as well not even have had his guards, because they get their asses handed to them.
0: Well, I mean, they slowed them down.
1: Yeah, but they got taken up by like only half the family.
0: Yeah, they got their asses kicked.
1: Mostly by the two twin uncles who yeah. had none who used the arm to make nunchucks from the other.
0: Uh huh, which is kind of cool.
1: That was the best. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that was cool.
1: That was the best use of arm, our, our, the bones of the arm I've ever seen. From there, they chase after De La Cruz. I believe he gets across the stage. Imelda goes to chase him. Imelda gets across, right?
0: They're all still, they're not even on the stage. They're all under the stage.
1: Oh, yes. They're under the stage. Imelda gets the um, picture. Yep but she ends up on the um platform that yep. goes up to the main stage
0: yep and, and as she's on her way up doesn't she drop the oh no she still has a picture
1: set in front of thousands of people in the audience that
0: are expecting dead, somebody else
1: they're expecting someone else dead silence and um a spotlight on here which is probably yep. the most horrid thing to imagine being a regular person as myself that has stage right?
0: yeah she doesn't seem too thrilled she don't, doesn't quite know what to do the security guards start coming from one side of the stage and are about to go up the steps to where she is and miguel is on the other side of the stage yelling at her to sing
1: and she sings she does
0: yep very well
1: very well that yep, she got the song. audience that she got the audience pumped uh-huh. until anna comes in and they're even pumped. then
0: the song Granted, what they were doing and everything was way different than what you would expect for that song. Mm-hmm. But as an audience, not knowing what's going on, it looked it looked right.
1: It looked planned,
0: and the song still was a beautiful song.
1: Oh yeah, it was a beautiful, uh, absolutely stunning song, yeah. um, and kind of a stunning duet. Uh huh. Um, but the fantastic part is when she steps on his foot with her boo. Yeah. She basically stabs her heel into his foot and gets to the backstage, back of the stage on the right side, left side.
0: Stage right.
1: Thank you. Stage yeah. right.
0: You go, Stage right and stage left is based on audience perspective.
1: Oh, interesting. I, I totally had forgotten that. Yeah. So she exits stage right to her family, which she jumps into the arms of Hector saying that she had so much fun or she forgot what that felt like. Yeah. I think that's what she said.
0: Yep, she forgot what that felt like.
1: Oh, they go to try, they both go to try to send Miguel back with a, um, Sempasuchel, with Hector's picture. But yet again, they're thwarted by Ernesto, who tackles Miguel, I believe.
0: None of this whole Dorito trip home to you.
1: Nope, more like reveal the truth about what actually happened.
0: Yep, they get in an argument where Miguel and Hector and... Everybody else kind of forces him to reveal what actually happened, while one of the other family members conveniently just turns one of the cameras around so the entire audience sees on the big screens at this concert what really happened.
1: Yep. Poor Hector is losing time, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ernesto throws Miguel off the ledge of wherever this place is for the whole land of the dead to see.
0: Yeah, well, he didn't know they they knew what was going on. He didn't know he was on camera at the time. Not that that makes it better.
1: Yeah, and But poor... he didn't
0: know that they were watching, so it's not like he did it for them to see it. It was like, I did it, oh shit, they saw it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Proud of himself, he goes to go back on stage while we see poor Dante trying to save Miguel.
0: Yep, he's doing not, his hardest.
1: Not successfully, but, you know, Pepita said as you said in the while
0: leave it to the professionals mm-hmm. yep dante's like oh i can save them and pepita's like hold my beer
1: <laughs> pepita really is
0: that's Ho- the best hold way hold my corona
1: <laughs> yes that's the best way to describe pepita dur- throughout this movie is hold my corona <laughs> because again pepita hold my corona <laughs> Rivera. <laughs> 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 Saves Miguel, and everyone sees it on screen that Pepita brings him back, and Pepita is not happy. No. And Pepita, for the whole world to see, basically kicks Ernesto's ass. Oh, yeah. And causes a bell to fall on him again.
0: Yep, he has another taco bell attack.
1: How the turntables turn tables
0: that, turn. That's an interesting way to put that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes aside, Pepita has thoroughly kicked Ernesto's ass and it's probably the bat- most badass of the whole movie.
0: Yep, definitely the most threatening.
1: Most badass. The sun is starting to rise. Well, also, we find out that when Pepita um, Miguel Hector. Miguel is
0: going Marty McFly and starting yep, to fade away.
1: But Hector's photograph is lost and Miguel doesn't want to leave Hector because he's fading. Yep. But Imelda and Hector quickly bless Miguel and return him home.
0: By hitting him in the face with a Dorito.
1: By tapping <laughs> him with a sempa sempasuchul. <laughs> Goodness, gravy.
0: I told you I was going to say Dorito. I yeah, but they don't you. hit him
1: in the face with it. They just tap his chest.
0: Oh, I thought they hit him like in the forehead.
1: No, they tap his chest.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, then they hit him in the chest with it.
1: Tap his chest. <laughs> Whatever. It touches him. And yes, he goes a. poof.
0: And he's now awake in the mausoleum again.
1: He teleports to the mausoleum, well, appears in the mausoleum again. And he's in a panic because he runs home with Ernesto's guitar. Well, now Hector's guitar in his
0: hand. Well, I guess it was Ernesto's at one point.
1: Yes, but now it's Hector's guitar.
0: No, now it's Miguel's guitar.
1: Ooh, yeah. No, you are so totally right. Now it's Miguel's guitar. Yep. Um, He ends up running home, charging into the his his home and running into Mama Coco's room to try to spring her memory of her long lost father.
0: But when he does that, he has to lock the door because everyone has seen him with And it's chasing him.
1: Yeah, yep. and it's chasing him.
0: And no music in this house, so you better get that guitar out of here.
1: Yep, but he's more focused on Coco trying to get her to remember Hector and... It doesn't seem to be working at this nope. point. And Miguel downtrodden and probably insanely sad.
0: Yep. And this at this point, there was a few things that we noted. One was just the insane amount of detail in Coco.
1: Yes, the same amount and of detail in Coco. Skin, and
0: Cocoa. the wrinkles, the like the l- liver spots, shoulder age. It was, yes, and it was just so well done. It was so well detailed so there was that and there was grandma being a bitch
1: and abelita being an awful grandmother to miguel because miguel is obviously distressed about mm-hmm. something his family his parents even notice yep because miguel immediately goes over to his father and cries and and he's distressed and grandma melda's like you apologize to mama Co-. no god grandma abuelita (laughs) god damn it how are these how are these getting me so off off there's too many characters probably one of the reasons
0: um but that's why i'm sticking with mom dad grandma and coco
1: abuelita demands that miguel apologize to mama coco even though miguel is in absolute distress Mm -hmm. and Instead of apologizing, which yeah, I get not apologizing for something that he he did obviously didn't do anything wrong, he starts instead playing, remember me,
0: yeah, well, he says that y- your dad loved you and wanted you to have this, so picks up the guitar and, and is about to play, and grandma's like, "Oh hell, no, this ain't happening,
1: and the family's like,
0: and dad's like, yo, step back, just stop bitch.
1: <laughs> I don't think let one the would kid say have this." <laughs> and (laughs) Miguel sings a very beautiful rendition of Remember Mm -hmm. Me.
0: And he sings it more like Hector did when he was doing that whole flashback thing. Yes. Instead of how it was sung by Ernesto and all of the other people that have sung it throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. It was more like a personal, heartfelt version of it.
1: Yes. And we see Coco starts brightening up through the song and starts singing along with Miguel Mm -hmm. and her memory is
0: restored. Well, and I don't know about restored, but I think it helps bring her to a lucid moment.
1: Mm -hmm. And she she turns to um, her daughter, her daughter, and Abulita's crying. And I think she said
0: she asked her why she's crying.
1: I'm gonna yeah. She says, um It's
0: like why are you crying, Mija? Or yeah. why are you so yeah, sad? Yeah, why are you crying Mija?
1: Yeah. And Apolita says nothing, mama. Um and Coco um, starts
0: to tell them the story about her dad.
1: Yeah, she reveals that she had saved the torn-off piece of the family photo with Hector's face on it. Yep. And then, like you said, thus begins telling the story of their um of her dad about the letters that he used to send her and how she kept the letters. Yep. And and then we Oops. go
0: one year later.
1: Yep, we go one year later. Um, we see it is no longer
0: <laughs> it is no longer Miguel's guitar. It is now Hector's guitar again.
1: Yep, it's Hector's guitar again. Um, it's on display. We see that the whatever announcer for our tour guide is telling people how um, Hector wrote those songs. Um, yep. Ernesto's <laughs> cryptic.
0: Instead of the "Remember Me" <laughs> that was on there, that was crossed out, and somebody put a sign that said "Forget You."
1: And it's obvious that his, um, his crypt has not been cleaned since the last yeah. day of the dead. We basically cut to, um, Miguel. Um, he's sewing his baby sister, the new, the family of Ofrenda, and it's now updated to contain Hector in a recently deceased Coco. Yep. And, in the and that was of the kind dead, of
0: a sad moment too. It was Even kind of a sad you, moment. we really didn't get much of Coco. You kind of, mm-hmm. like, what you got of her through Miguel, and it's like you could feel the love Miguel had for her yeah. by how much he was fighting for her. Yeah. And how much, like, he was, not not fighting for her, but how much, like, he, at the end, when it's like he was fighting for for Coco to be able to, like, have her dad back. and And yeah. for, for her, or for him to be able to see Coco and... You got the, the idea of the love he had for Coco in the beginning with the intro and him doing the like dimple, no dimple, and and I used to run like this, now I run like that, and I, that kind of shit. Yeah, but I mean- I will say this was also a Pixar movie, and yeah. Pixar is really good at hammering home emotion in their movies.
1: They are. Anyway, um, we see Miguel singing a very- Wonderful song in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Land of the Dead, we see Hector and Imelda and the rest of the family, one rekindling their romance and Coco joining. And we see her seeing her father again.
0: Yep. Giving a big hug.
1: Yep. And they cross the Marigold Petal (laughs) Bridge.
0: Yep. Back across a Dorito Bridge.
1: (sighs) And Miguel (laughs) sings and plays with relatives. And, and... Actually, it's kind of nice scene because he plays for his family, both dead and alive.
0: I'm wondering, um, do they know they are there?
1: No, I don't think so. I think Miguel can only assume that they're there. I don't know if Miguel told the family the whole story.
0: Well, and it makes me wonder, though, too, that like, okay, so he knows about Dante. Mm -hmm. So when Dante's back, okay. But what about the cat? Is it now Maybe. suddenly just okay that a random street cat shows up?
1: Cats are cute.
0: Well, we we'll a really to cat on our opinions on that one.
1: No, Pepita made a really cute cat.
0: I like the better...
1: And Pepita... In
0: the afterlife, P- but yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and Pepita whatever. looks a lot more healthy. Let's give it to Pepita. P- Pepita looks a lot healthier than Dante. Oh yeah,
0: that's for sure. <laughs> and he definitely looks like a lot brighter animal too.
1: And a more well-kept animal. Yeah. Dante looks like He's had a hard life.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, cats do generally do a better job of grooming themselves than dogs do. Uh, so a I'm not even cat saying the versus a street dog, a street cat. I'm not saying would look better.
1: as a street cat being able to groom itself. I'm saying Dante looks like he's missing a couple fucking teeth. Well, yeah. And the tongue. Yeah. And the floppy body. Yeah. And the perpetual dumb look on his face.
0: Well, I think the perpetual dumb look is probably because the tongue. A lot of that has to do with well, and the wonky eyes. <laughs> so, he's but, a good but chunk tongue, of his face. The tongue always hanging out does kind of lend a lot to the dopey look.
1: So, a good chunk of his face. Well, yeah. So his face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like, and the tongue, and this. Oh, and the look was well, like. But it's those things that make the look. And again, I think it's just semantics. But anyway, it didn't.
1: Ha- but anyway, and we, and that's the end of Coco. actually.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so and a nice grim. scene of all the, the dead.
1: Family together.
0: Kind of hanging dead. out at a party around the living.
1: Yep. On Day of the Dead, where yep. they're visiting. Yeah. So, oh, Grim, what did you think of Coco?
0: Um, I think what I remembered seeing a couple of years ago, at least. When did this come out again?
1: 2017.
0: Okay, so it definitely would have been some years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think what I remembered seeing was the mausoleum. Yeah, when he first goes in there, he gets, I remember him getting the guitar. I remember the flurry of Doritos that transported him into the afterlife. I remember like the ghosts, or not the ghosts, but the dead and the skeletons. I remember that. Everything else I hadn't seen. Okay. I don't think I saw anything before him going to the mausoleum. So I okay. think all I had seen was the mausoleum until he ran into his family. And I don't even know if I made it to where he ran into his family. So that tells you how much of it <laughs> I had seen before.
1: Yeah, it tells me quite a bit, actually. And <laughs> I mean, but, but what did you it think was, of
0: it? I, I wouldn't say it was at the top of my list of Pixar movies.
1: Oh, I love Coco, I Coco but it's it was, still not at the oh, top yeah, of my I, list either.
0: I thought it was a really good movie it was again it wasn't at the top of my list of pixar movies it wouldn't even be at the top of my list of disney movies Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be far down the list that's for sure
1: no i think i think it's a really good movie yeah i think it's one of their more well-researched ones not giving credit aside
0: well i think it also isn't interesting because like okay i sat and watched the whole movie Mm -hmm. I didn't really think of it as like metaphor for coming out or anything or any of that shit until you mentioned it. (laughs) But yet looking back at it, I can see it. But but at the same time, I can look back at it and see it, how it relates to anything. Just a kid with a dream that wants to go and do their thing and the family is against it. I can see how it could be relatable to a vast variety of people.
1: Well, it's a very good coming of age story. Yeah. Of the various coming age of age stories that Disney <laughs> and Pixar Disney's have. not
0: done many of them. <laughs> like, Disney um, doing a coming of age story? Never.
1: A animated studio doing a coming of age story? Never.
0: No, 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 no. It's always either they're kids or they're adults. <laughs> There's nothing in between. There's no growing up. It's they're all only kids, oh. only adults.
1: Grim. That That's the natural transition of life. We just... But we not in an animated we just...
0: things. How fucking long has Bart Simpson been in fourth grade?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying, like...
0: Animated kids are always kids. There's no coming of age. Who oh, are no, you kidding? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, that's true. That's so correct. There's only kids, and then we sprout up as adults. Yeah. There's no stage in between.
0: Mm-mm. But anyway.
1: But anyways, what is a standout moment for you, Grim?
0: Um there's this one scene where all you see is this big hat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, a, a animation, an animated phenomenon. Um, I I can't believe they even did that.
0: That big hat. No, I I really like the shots are once they're in that hole and just how that whole cavern is done and the moonlight coming through I really like that shot. Um that and any of the 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 wide shots that showed the whole city. Mm-hmm. That well that and Coco. Any of the any, any of this the close-up stuff when you could really see Coco. Especially well mainly the end. Mm-hmm. That final when he's seen to Coco. That I think. And it's all just because of the the time and effort that you can tell obviously went into doing those shots.
1: Yeah. There's there's just a lot of love put into the animation of Coco. Yeah. And you can tell. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of the love of an animation in Coco that we haven't seen in a while for Disney either. Yeah,
0: and I think it it's really interesting because if you look at any of the other characters, nobody has that much detail. No. They put because so much extra Coco care is into so it. important. And I, I, well, I was gonna say, I think that goes across as like you said, they put a lot of love into it. And I think that's kind of a way of just expressing how much this character you need to feel that for. It's like, this is a character you need to love. Mm -hmm. So we are going to take our time. We're going to do this right. We're going to do everything we can to make her look as good as possible so we're going to yeah. put our love into it so that way hopefully it comes across to you so you can put your love into it so this story can work. Because if Coco was a bitch, this would have been a different movie.
1: Oh, yeah. It would have been a way different movie. I think you can see the love and attention that this movie got. And I kind of miss that that side of Pixar and Disney because I don't think we've gotten it in a very long time nowadays. I,
0: think, I still think Pixar's best are... Uh, like up and brave Mm -hmm. and there's another one i can't remember it off the top of my head now um so yeah what was a stand-up moment for you
1: um it's like everyone else the ending is just it's so detailed it's so touching it it's so heart-wrenching it's such an emotional moment that you can't help but make it one of your highlight moments because like you can feel the emotion throughout that entire scene to coco Mm -hmm. yeah Just when he gets to Coco, tries to make her remember, I remember, like, I know other people have cried. I remember almost tearing up at it because it's just like the sense of dismay and the sense of you really feel the loss. And it's not even like a loss of like someone just even dying. It's the loss of someone that you just got to know. And then it's just forcefully taken away just like that. And you felt like you had the power to change it.
0: And I think because we spent so much time with Miguel, And Mm -hmm. got such a good idea of what he was about and his connection to music as well as his connection to his family, but especially his connection to Coco. Mm -hmm. and to go back and sing that song specifically. And the way he sang it, I think him singing it to her, if it hadn't been for that flashback, wouldn't have been. It's like, oh, yeah, I used to sing this to my daughter. It's like, okay, whatever. But the flashback of the two of them singing it together Mm -hmm. and then have him come and sing it with her and have her start singing along. Because if I remember right, the point she started singing along is the same point in the flashback that she started singing along.
1: Yeah. So, So, I mean, it's...
0: There's a lot of emotion in that, yeah.
1: It's hard to not, like, choose that moment as, um like, the one that's, like, you remember the most. Yeah. So, is this on your recommendation? <laughs> would you recommend this movie? I,
0: I would. I mean, obviously, the same caveats as a horror movie. I'm going to r- recommend it to fans of horror movies. If you're not a Disney fan, then this might not be your thing. But at the same time, I know a lot of people that aren't Disney fans, but are Pixar fans. Mm-hmm. So... This is a Pixar movie. But yeah, I would I would put it on my recommendation list. How about you?
1: Oh, I wanted to watch it with you, so obviously yes.
0: Well, yeah, there there is that.
1: And then does it get our stamp of approval? Yeah. I think that's a very easy yes. So guys, that was Coco. It's yeah. on Disney Plus right now.
0: And check it out on Disney Plus. Check out the extended version of this episode on Patreon. And do the whole like subscribe, follow, heart star all the give us all the lucky charms whatever the rating system is on whatever podcast service you're using
1: yep yep
0: give us all the lucky charms and what should they comment i know you always dread this question
1: what's their favorite pixar film
0: okay that's an easy one yeah
1: no let them that was an easy one this week i had i had had an easy (laughs) one because like what's your favorite pixar film i'm actually curious to know
0: yeah do all the things
1: do all the things
0: leave all the comments Go to Patreon. Listen to all the stuff.
1: Yeah, so that we can keep doing this. Yeah,
0: and soon we'll have more stuff on there other than just the extended episodes. hmm And should we tell them what the theme for the month is?
1: Oh, yeah, we can tell them. Um,
0: so well, Grim had the theme, so...
1: I mean, Grim had the idea of watching Coco for Day of the Dead, and I just thought, why not travel around the world with animation? So um, each week we're going to release an animation that is from wait
0: a minute we have to release animations too
1: oh god (laughs) sorry every week we're going to watch an animated film
0: okay i about had a heart attack right there it's like fuck i have to learn to draw (laughs) (laughs)
1: we're gonna we're gonna release um i guess we can call these reviews
0: walkthroughs episodes we're gonna talk about some movies
1: we're gonna talk about animated film films from around the world um each one will probably have a story that's related to the culture of the um the film um culture of the um film that we're watching. So if it's like from Japan, it might have something that is related to Japanese culture or Japanese folklore.
0: So the the ones we have picked, well, Coco was was one, obviously. sets so mm-hmm. Mexico, and then we have a Japan. We have an Africa.
1: We have a Japan. We have an Africa. We have a China, and we have a. I would have to research a little bit more. I think it's it's more Celtic. I do think
0: one of them was like an Irish, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, that's kind of our theme for this month. We thought it would be a good month to like celebrate anime movies from other cultures.
0: Yeah. Do that before we go into holiday season and see what kind of mischief we can get into there. Yep. (laughs) It's going to be an
1: interesting (laughs) month. For Christmas and other things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have plans. Will the plans work out?
1: Are they good ones? Probably not.
0: Well, I was behind a good portion of the plan. So it's quite possible that it's not a good plan.
1: Quite possible.
0: Yeah. I have that habit. (laughs) But we have plans. We'll just have to wait and see if they work out.
1: Hopefully. Hmm. It's kind of a toss up, guys.
0: Yeah. Way to sound positive there.
1: I'm a skeptic until proven wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay so you heard it prove her wrong (laughs) make this plan work but until then that's it for coco and that's it for me for coco
1: and that's it for me i'm again tired guys at the end of this recording so sayonara
0: goodbye